Red Dirt D&D brings you a whole new story featuring the world's greatest role-playing game with an Americana twist. Join a new cast of characters like Sintra, a Knoll paladin. <laughs> Wrath of the Bone Mother be upon you! Billy, a possum fighter. Underestimating me would be the last thing you do. Jessica, a Yodi ranger. I don't know much about the gnolls, but if you greet people with a smile and just be calm and courteous, everybody will be willing to listen. Twitch, a ratfolk necromancer. Soon the world will be mine. Stop laughing. How dare you? Easy well, now, there's no need for violence. Zionsi, a spiderkin rogue. My, my favorite flavor of blood is red. What's yours? And Blackjack, a jackalope folk warlock. I say, did that cat ask for help? The next campaign for Red Dirt D&D will still include original music and sound effects like always. We'll also keep the program short, only about 40 minutes, so you can easily listen while driving or working out at the gym. New shows drop every Wednesday and are totally free. You can listen to the latest episode and catch up with past performances on Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your favorite online programs. You can find out more information at Red Dirt D&D on Facebook, Twitter, and at reddirtdnd.com. You are listening to Tomes of the Chaos. Eleanor is definitely hard work. Whew, these, this little, this little halfling's not meant to do all this Rocky Mountain climbing. Whew, now, she must have been around here somewhere. I'm going to go try this clearing over here. Oh, goodness. What? Where? I lost them again! Well, maybe I'll see if I can hitch a ride with Quill. I wonder where he is. Hmm. Let me send him a, a little message. Paging Quill, Paging Quill. Are you there? Are you anywhere near the hollow? Repeat. Are you anywhere near the hollow? Over. Oh, thank goodness. I thought that was you down there. I am up here on this ridge. On what ridge? There's ridges all over the place. I mean, I... Oh, there you are. <laughs> well, where is Fenrir? You're supposed to be watching Fenrir. I was. I saw him go into that rock that you're standing next to. What? He went in the rock? No, not in the rock. Under the rock. Under the rock? Ah, he must have really hit rock bottom. Ah, here, let me... Yeah! Ooh, a little hideaway. <laughs> what? Hurry, Quill. They're going to get away. We cannot miss any of this story. Yes, well, um, how about you come up here and and come get me and bring me down? Come up and get you? Why don't you just feather fall down here, you feather brain? Ah, oh, that's right. You're afraid of heights. Are you coming up here or not? No, there's no time for that. Get down here now. Uh, no. You will come up here and get me. Nah, there's no time for this. Hmm. Maybe just a little gust of wind will encourage him to fall. <laughs> Solemn, what, what are you doing? Uh, oh, goodness! Oh, Solemn! So, so, Solemn! Oh, how dare you! Uh, I will <laughs> tell the That'll get him down here. Ah, oh, now it's just time to... Uh-oh. I... Oh. Well. <laughs> he just burned up in re-entry. <laughs> I just forget sometimes how strong emotions will just set him aflame. <laughs> well, I better go collect his ashes. <laughs> we must collect all of him so he can reanimate himself. <laughs> I better hurry before he gets carried away. <laughs> well... He went skydiving, and I went rocking mountain climbing. Ooh, that's a great title. 
for Chapter 47, Skydiving and Rocky Mountain Climbing. <laughs> Welcome, Tomies, to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. I am DM Dave, and to the left I have... Hentley. Boudreaux. Lila Grotha. Roscoe. And Fenrir. Welcome back, Fenrir! Yay! <laughs> oh, we missed you. So, catch <laughs> Fenrir up on what's been going on. The group made their way, after discussing with Ivan about how they're going to get into the hollow, try and find more reconnaissance, they decided to go into Boudreaux's little hidden cave that that Rochelle had. In there, they met a little gnome. Boudreaux scared the crap out of him. He thought we were be, he was being attacked and found out it was Willow. And Willow started telling him everything that was going on and that they had captured two new were-creatures. And they were super weird, and he didn't know what was going on. And so they went and found out that it was actually lizard folk. Not just any lizard folk, but Uncle Popcorn and Cousin Janky. Meanwhile, on a hilltop far, far away, (laughs) we descend on Fenrir and Joanna the day before. So you guys have just, you know, you just got there early morning. The sun's... Uh, getting just rising you guys are super tired you just had that exhausting night right is there anything particular during that day because you mentioned that it was just going to be like a kind of a day of rest getting things together working on the deed a little bit more yeah exactly i just want to do probably get some rest we're up fairly safe and try to do the deed on the deed paper on the actual paper okay because this is the second time you've used yes. you're gonna do it okay yep i will have you roll your deceptions you've had lots of practice by this point plus using the thing so i'm going to give you advantage on the on this next roll and it'd be deception using your intelligence modifier okay and is it advantage on each one yes okay and i'm rolling three times uh, actually, yeah. So or, roll your first one, and then if you don't get a one, you'll have advantage on the other ones too, if that makes sense. I think so. I won't give you advantage if you fail miserably. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Is a three failing miserably? No, but <laughs> it's definitely. Well, that was just your first roll, right? Yeah. So that your advantage <laughs> one would be the. Hopefully, it's higher than a three. Uh, 13. Okay, that's fine. Roll again. Uh, Another 13. (laughs) Okay. Average, average. 17. Okay. This one definitely looks a lot better than the previous one. You let Joanna look over it, and she's pretty satisfied with it. There's little details, but if somebody's not looking for those details, they'll probably never know. They won't recognize it. Okay, sweet. I'm going to tuck that in with the other one, but I'm going to make a small mark on the previous one in like the bottom, like left-hand corner, just like a little like mark to let me know that this one can be, this one's not going to be used, Mm. but that, yeah. Okay, just to identify the difference between the two. Yep. Gotcha. So you still have one more piece of paper of official? Yes. Okay. Throughout the day, there's really no, not much difference. You can see in the distance some, some uh, campfire smoke. Nothing really too drastic. The evening goes by from your previous experiences. You're kind of like, <laughs> I don't want to go investigate anything more, I would, I would assume. That's fair. That's and, a fair assessment. And the nighttime comes. It's pretty relaxing. It's very windy and cold this night because you're up kind of on a canyon wall kind of like a plateau area so it's on the colder side um joanna's very uncomfortable 
she's tossing and turning most of the night, snuggling into the eagles. The eagles seem a little more agitated than normal because of the air and the winds and stuff. But in the morning, you guys start uh, still relaxing. It's probably about 11, 12 o'clock, and you're possibly getting ready to... When did you want to send that message out to get in contact with with the group? Yeah, with with us, is this the next day or are we still a day behind? This is the next day. Probably fairly quickly into the next day, I'd probably send it at some point this afternoon. Okay, so you're kind of getting stuff ready, looking over the, the spell curl, because, um, yeah, Kendall warned you that if you weren't quite um, high enough level, it could backfire, so you're kind of like studying it a little more, little more making sure you got every detail. Right. Um, roll me a perception check, and I'm going to roll one for Joanna as well. 19. 19, okay. As you're studying this and stuff, kind of like out of the top of the paper that you're looking over, you kind of see some movement down yonder. As you get closer to the edge, you know, catches your eye. As you get closer to the edge, you notice a group of people walking around, and you start to recognize these people. It's your group. And you see Boudreaux kind of move this rock to the side, and he's glancing around, looking around, making sure nobody's looking, nobody's following, and... They all descend underneath the rock, and you see the rock move back over a hole. A little while later, you see an elf appear behind them. Start checking around. <laughs> Start looking around that area. Seems a little lost. Do I recognize this elf? <laughs> Roll me a... Because of the distance, you were able distance, to... distance, right? And you didn't expect somebody else to be here. No. Let alone your group. <laughs> Someone's following the group. <laughs> Roll me, let's see. Investigation check or perception, your choice. A romantic interest check. <laughs> I get advantage on that, right? Uh, I think advantage, disadvantage, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe, or maybe disadvantage. <laughs> Depends like if they <laughs> like you or don't like you. No, you get advantage because you've watched the way that she like uh, moves and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. Seven. Uh, no, doesn't doesn't kind of ring a bell. But I recognize that it was my group. Yes. So I'm a little bit wary because of the elf coming in. I'm not sure who that is, but I'm going to turn to Joanna and be like, hey, this is where they're at. I'm not sure who that is, but we need to get down there. Are, is it somebody that's following them? Is it one of the bandits that are? I mean, it potentially could be. Do you want to wait and see if the humanoid creature leaves i would prefer doing that or Just, yeah <laughs> do you want me to go down and check it out well and she like looks around and you can just see it's just open space around them around her it's like if if you want i think i'm pretty good up here it doesn't seem like anything's gonna come up and get me yeah i, I could just fly around too i probably actually i like that idea better if you want to go check things out i'll be flying around well, I mean, maybe you should not fly around just in case she sees. Oh, good point. Okay, if, but, if that's what you feel like. I mean, we if your group's still down there and everything, we don't want them to be ambushed or anything. True. How f high up am I? You're probably about 300 feet high. He's going to get off at the edge of the cliff. Okay. Or get off, like, on the back of the wall. Mm-hmm. I think I know where you're going. He's going to run, and he's going to jump off the edge of the cliff. Oh, okay. Oh, I know what is happening. <laughs> okay, you jump off, and you see Joanna just gasping. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm going to use my reaction for a spell. Okay. Spell time. So the spell is feather fall. Uh, okay. So choose up to five falling creatures. Obviously, that's myself. <laughs> he counts um, as five. My falling speed becomes 60 feet per round until the spell ends. Okay, and it's a safe landing too, right? 
Maybe I don't want to jump. Hang on. Affected <laughs> creature's falling speed becomes 60 feet per round until the spell ends. If the creature lands before the spell ends, it takes no falling damage and can land on its feet. Okay, and it's like a minute long? Yeah, so it's a minute long. You'll, you'll reach the bottom. <laughs> okay. So you, that's, you, that's, that's good for me to know. I've got to time that. No, time when I use it. Right, because if it's 60 minutes... Uh, 60 feet per si- round. 60 feet per round. And each round is like, quote unquote, six seconds. That's a long time. It's, okay. So, so you're. You slow yourself. You can okay. go 10 rounds of falling. Okay, before. 10 rounds of falling before. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're plenty. So she runs to the edge and she's seen you just dive and she just can't believe <laughs> that you just jumped off. And is there anything particular you're doing as you jump or are you just. No, well. Just yeah. land. So I'm going to go, I'm going to land, and then I'm going to like. I'm going to like get in this position where my hands are behind my head, my feet are kicked out, and I'm looking up. <laughs> and I'm looking up at the sky. <laughs> I went Rocky Mountain climbing. Nice. Nice. Okay, and you reach to the ground safely. You can probably determine that you, you'll need to do a little hiking to get up to that spot because it wasn't quite close enough to where this creature was or the elf was. So you'll probably have to do maybe 100 feet, 200 feet to get to that point. Okay, so my first, as I land, I'm going to try to disguise myself in the brush to see if I see anything, mm-hmm. whether it be that that creature or any creature, as well as the general direction of where I need to go. Okay, roll me a stealth check. Eleven. Eleven. Okay, so you get to the close to where you think you'd, where this uh, location was. And you start peeking behind the rocks, peeking behind the bushes. And you crop up over one rock. And at the same time, Silenor peeks up the other side. (laughs) (laughs) And she gives you a big fat kiss. And you kind of just like, (laughs) kind of like look at each other for a minute. And then she like, you could see the almost like surprise, like there's somebody here. (laughs) But then recognizing who it is. She's like, Fenrir, I didn't realize you were coming. Yeah, Silenor. You're finally here. And she jumps over the over the rock and gives you a hug. I will hug her back. Okay. <laughs> Roll and... for it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is it a bad hug? We want to know. Roll, for Roll the a charisma of... check. <laughs> Roll for quality of hug. <laughs> hey, do it. I also need you to roll a second roll for panic. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing, Silenor? It's good to see you, but what what are you doing here? Oh, it's just are following. You... It's a following your friends. Cool. I mean, are you trying to capture them again? Oh no, they ran into us the just a couple days, a day or two ago, and they were talking about doing some reconnaissance in the in the hollow. Mm-hmm. And the dwarf didn't want me following them, but Roscoe wanted me to follow them. So I'm, and she does the quote signs, following them. <laughs> I'm not following them. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. But I can't seem to know where they went. I came over this ridge and they're gone. So I was just looking around to see if I missed anything. Oh, well, this is definitely where they climbed down. Where? But I need to go get another party member. Oh, you have another one. Yes. And she's like looking around behind you in the bushes or something. So I, I'll be back in a couple minutes. Okay. And I'll try to hike back down, go to the clearing, and call my eagle to. Yeah, you do a loud whistle, and eagle comes down. Eagle. Actually, it probably would have been. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're gonna be like, let me get her. Let me go get her, and then just whistle, and then the bird just goes whoosh and like picks you up and you fly away. And she's like, uh. <laughs> so dreamy. <laughs> wow. wow. Except for remember, Fender is not great, great at riding eagles. That's why the eagle better? would pick him up. Uh, uh-huh. yes. It's cooler that way. Great pickup line. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you get your eagle back, and you're flying up to Joanna. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Okay. You go up there, I'm guessing, telling her the information. Yeah, telling her the information, telling her who that was, and then going, trying to be like, hey, we, this is safe. 
I know who this is. We're safe to go down and go into the cavern. Are okay. you going to mention that she's part of a bounty hunter hunting group? Or are you going to leave that out? No, nah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's okay with it, and you guys head on down. She's, I don't have to jump, do I? Only if you want to. Uh, no. I'll fly down. All right. I'll fly with you. <laughs> okay, so you guys make it back down to Silenor. And she's still looking for where things went, where the group went. Okay. So then I will do my best to recollect about where they were. You remember that they moved over some kind of rock. Okay. And you had the general idea on where it was. It takes you just a little bit, little bit but you're able to find it. Okay, and then I will move the rock. You show off your muscles. <laughs> strength check. He pushes up his sleeves just a little bit. I, I think this has turned into the Get Fenny a Girlfriend episode. <laughs> We're still on Fenrir's side. <laughs> this is now his objective. His side, side quest hustle. or his side hustle? <laughs> the side quest for a side chick. There's no side chick. She's just She's the, the main chick. Yeah. That's a later episode. Okay. <laughs> The tunnel is open. You guys head down? Yes. Do you close it? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. It is completely dark down there. You do have a little bit of night vision, so you're able to stumble away. The tunnel is really, for you, it's on the tighter side, so you have to bend over, and for Snow as well. Really tight. You can kind of hear... Um, Joanna hypoventilating a little bit because she can't see a thing. He doesn't care. That's what that silence That's what was. That silence was. <laughs> no, I was trying to see if I had some sort of torch, but I do not. I will try and be like, try and reassure her that, hey, it, it's okay. Like, this is going to lead up to, we'll, we'll be in the light here in just a, just a minute. Just kind of hold on to me and we'll, we'll get through. And you hear Selenor. Do you think we can just light a torch? If you have one. Every adve- good adventure has one. And she pulls one out. <laughs> and she pulls out a Burn. torch and gets it light, lit and hands it to, hands it to Joanna. Okay, Fenrir, you're able to, you guys make your way down and you run into a, a wood door. There's a little bit of light on the other side. Do you, what do you do? I slowly try to open the door, but with trying to create as the least amount of noise possible. Okay. Roscoe. Are we just inside that room, or are we a little further down? You're a little further down. So the okay. room that Fenrir is now entering and looking into is that it's kind of like a little bedroom, side bedroom thing. And then there's another door that goes into the big cavern that oh, right. um, Boudreaux found Willow in. Because I will be probably towards the back of the group, low-key expecting Selenor. Right. And so I'm going to be kind of listening and looking for for the behind-me game of what's happening. Perfect. Uh, thank you for reminding me. Fenrir, I'll have you roll a stealth check. And I'll have you roll, uh, Roscoe, a perception check. And do it at advantage because you're specifically because I know someone that. should be cut. Correct. Twenty-four. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Does he sneak? No. <laughs> an He's just not there. Okay. Not picking up. There may have been one instance where you're like, maybe. But also, this is the conversation where you guys are getting ready to head down to Uncle Popcorn and, right. and meet meet them. The main group was heading down to the cages. To see the new wear creatures. Fenrir, as you poke into the room, it's just kind of a small little bedroom like place, and you, on the other side of the wall, or right in front of you, there's another door. And this one seems a little more sturdy than the one you just walked into. Okay. And you can hear some, as you're paying attention and listening, you hear conversations going on the other side of the door. Uh, quick question, though. Was that door ever closed? So you probably can see right into that cavern. I don't. I think Boudreaux rushed out, and 
I don't think anybody ever closed the door behind him. I probably, honestly, at the end, would have intentionally left it open so that I could visually and ear keep poking out without drawing too much attention. Gotcha. So let's change that. You look into that room, and the door in front of you on the other side of the wall is wide open. And you can start seeing um, Roscoe in particular start heading down this kind of little walkway down to where these cages are. What do you do? As I see Roscoe kind of turn that corner, I will keep walking forward kind of slowly, kind of trailing behind him because just to make sure that I don't know what we're walking into. So just to make <laughs> sure that, that I guess that it's safe right. to be in there. So you guys, you start walking in there following Roscoe. You see in this room a lot of herbs on on these little makeshift, makeshift shelves and um, kind of like a little cauldron where they're cooking some stuff up. And as you follow the path of where Roscoe is going, you see – so this there's like this platform on top. Then there's kind of a, a switchback path down, and then there's another kind of opening – down there, there's a bunch of different cages. As you make your way down, you see strange creatures in there. A lot of them very similar to the were creature, the rat that you ran into. Except these ones, some of them look like wolves. Some of them similar to bears. There's a couple in there that look like uh, where emus. Emus. What? Where emu? That would be so scary. <laughs> Goodness. Sorry. Just see one of those running after you. <laughs> <laughs> it haunts David's nightmares. <laughs> he wakes up as a DM. <laughs> <laughs> and you s- start hearing Boudreaux speaking in Draconic. We'll jump over to that group. <laughs> Got nervous. And where we left that group was Uncle Popcorn talking to you. Yeah, I asked him how he was doing or something. Boudreaux, is that you? Yeah, that me, Popcorn. Where are we? Uh, do you, uh, you would, uh, scratches his head, uh, uh, the hollow. How did you get here? Um, it's been a long, long travel. <laughs> and he just sits there. <laughs> we just stare at each other for a moment and like, go on. And <laughs> doesn't say anything. And then Janky speaks up. Yeah, we were traveling along with those other, with all the other lizard folk. Didn't realize that you were down here. We were sent to find you. You were dead here to find... Wait, 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 wait. I thought you got captured. We did. As we were traveling, we were traveling underground for most of our travels. I had fallen into a crevice, and Janky came to help me, but we ended up tumbling farther down. (laughs) And they just decided to leave us in the darkness. They, I'm guessing they assumed we were dead. Wow. I don't know how long we were down there, but in by Kundas's grace, the the druid Posh found us. Posh? Yes, and she guided us back up to the sky. And she sent us here to find you. Me? She, she knew that you were at the hollow. Yeah, she sent me here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they... Then we tried to explain ourselves, but they locked us in these cages. That's because they don't understand you. <laughs> Fenrir, what do you do? They're talking draconic. And everybody else, you're just hearing this conversation in draconic, by the way. I can understand it, but I imagine it's a dialect I'm not super familiar with. It's it's different, but you're definitely picking up the general conversation. Mm-hmm. Maybe using different words for things, but you know what's going on. I would probably look around, and if I see Roscoe, if, 
I think at this point he would probably see us, mm. and I would have or I would have went up to him and <laughs> more or less on? just kind of like waved or nodded or something like that, and he would see Joanna, myself, and I and Silenor. Okay, just kind of yeah. hanging out. Yeah, Roscoe, you're able to as you're glancing back, you know, checking on the door and stuff. You see Fenrir and the group approaching you. Great. I'll just, I mean, welcome them. Um. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Click over at Fenrir and be like, welcome back. Is Silenor with them? Yep. And I will <laughs> I will look at Silenor and be like, fancy seeing you here. I just seem to stumble in this place. Uh, Joanna, how she's doing. And you can tell that she's super nervous with all these different creatures around her. She's never seen anything like this. Um, she's, they're growling, they're snarling, they're banging the cages towards her, you know, gotcha. towards everybody pretty much. I'll kind of just make sure that she's, I'll probably station her, kind of move her in so she's kind of more in between Fenner and I. So okay. she's not direct contact with you know, not too close to any of those cages, just to kind of help ease her a little bit. And Perfect. Okay, we'll go back to the conversation with Boudreaux. As I said, they took us deep underground when they took us away from the swamps. We heard banging, strange sounds, much like these cages banging together, but thumping like drums. A great smell of fire and burning. We passed by large group of, of ground elves, or what I think they were, but their eyes were yellow like beasts in the night when the fire catches their eyes. Now that I think about it, they looked like the druid Posh dark skin, pointed ears that faced downwards. And our captors, the goblins, talked to them. We traveled many, many weeks, tired, hungry, weak. Conversations of the North, of a darkness, of torture. They, they believed we held some secret to turn into powerful creatures. And then we fell in the crevice and made our way here by Kundas Grace. Yeah. Yeah. It don't, you don't know if everybody doubts it, okay, then, huh? I don't know where they are. Hmm. You think that we could find the same place you got out of, yeah? Jenky speaks up. I'm, I'm sure we could find something like that. I don't see any reason why we couldn't. Hmm. I, I just don't know what to say. I'm so happy to see you. Would be nice to get out of this cage. Widow! <laughs> huh? What? Did you get the key yet? <gasps> oh! <laughs> you see him turn around and like run back and grabs the keys and comes in. Opens the cage, like, oh, unlocks it, and then he like slowly looks at you before he like opens it and he's like, We good? We it's good, okay? we good. Yeah, these okay. guys are great. Uncle Bob Garner, you make the best moonshine. <laughs> you love it, you love it. I've never heard of moonshine before. I wouldn't read too much of it. <laughs> oh, well, we, we have plenty of ingredients. Maybe he can show me a thing or two. Yeah, he might lively up the uh, town. Huh? Okay. Then she opens up the, opens up the cage. Welcome to Tomes of the Chaos Bard mid-show break. I'm your host, Rupert Bumpkin, from the Rocky Talkie Gnome Radio Network. First item of business is the five-star reviews. Remember that Solemn will give you a shout-out and read your review on Solemn's column. Then he will review your review. 
It's great fun! Second is the Ko-Fi. This is our Patreon merchandise store. You can purchase keychains, coloring pages, and MP3s of our songs. You can also commission to feed the cast, or write a letter to Dear Boudreaux. If you are interested in becoming a patron, there are three tiers, each with varying rewards, including a full post show, DM Dave's deep dives, and coloring activity book with exclusive art. Go to ko-fi.com slash tomes of the chaos bard. That is ko-fi, K-O-F-I.com forward slash tomes of the chaos bard and help us grow. And last but not least, the biggest way you can help us is share us with your friends and family. That is all, folks. Back to the show. Opens up the cage. You see Janky kind of like relax a little bit because you, you could see he was a little tense. Mm. But they kind of just still stay in there because Uncle Popcorn really can't move. Yeah. He's kind of stuck where he's at. Henley goes up to Uncle Popcorn like just pretty timidly but and asks, what did you mean by they thought you had the secret to turn into creatures? And you're saying this in Draconic. Mm-hmm. He kind of gives you like a weird look and like <laughs> looks at Boudreaux. She goes, I'm sorry if my dialect is wrong. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Other than Boudreaux, I've never met anyone with that could speak our language. Me neither. Many of the rangers learn draconic. Mm. But to <clears throat> answer your question. They believed that we kept safe many secrets of nature, many secrets of the druids. They have been hunting the druids for the same reason, for their ability to change, their ability to morph into animals and live amongst them. They have been doing some torturous experiments to figure out how to unlock those powers. I don't know much, just the little that I've overheard the goblins and the elves speaking. That's, um, horrible. Maybe that's why the... Druids have been difficult to find. Like, you never run across them anymore in the wilds. Many have been captured, but I'm sure there's many still in hiding. Posh, for example, is safe from the last time we saw her. Oh, that's good. I have this group that would love to know that, yeah. Do you know where she is? She left us once she brought us to ground, brought us to the sky, and pointed us to this canyon. So you don't know where she is now? I do not. Are you doing okay there, Popcorn? Because of weakness in travel, I am very weak. I think it is getting close to time for me to reunite with Kundas. <laughs> Boudreaux has a very sad face. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah? I am old. Yeah? I've been... <laughs> <laughs> and I am surprised that I've made it this far. Praise Kundas. Braid Goondas, yeah. But, and he just like looks at you, and then like you can see him kind of looking around your waist, and he notices the gourd. <laughs> Yay! Sorry, continue. <laughs> and he like points to it. They, I do recall, they were also talking about Goondas's artifacts. They believed that we held many secrets with 
such an item, and they were searching for those. Mm. I understand that they have conquered many of the other tribes of yeah. lizard folk for the same reason. Well, uh, you know, I know someone down here who has the staff. What staff? You know, Kunda's staff. This, and you see his eyes get big, and you see him like, kind of slowly, like, set up. Yeah, yeah. And Janky helps him up. So does Booger. And he just, like, just a serious Qualcax staff. Yeah! It quantic, yeah! The High Elder. Yeah! He's here. Well, <laughs> no. He he can deliver us. No, he, no, no. He has the power to do so. Buckle, buckle, calm down, Uncle Bakon. Listen, listen. He not here. He we. I just had to staff. Well, not me, but I well, couldn't take it. I'm not. We, we your skin. We must get the staff. Yeah. If that falls into the wrong hands. That is one of the most sacred relics we have. I know, but Rochelle, she, she's the one that has it. She said it dangerous. Dangerous for those who do not understand its power and meaning. Well, Mama Fred didn't tell me that. Only those chosen to be High Elder can wield such a thing. Yeah, maybe she would take it. So we are about to go and help the people that that got taken because this place is also under attack. And so we could go get the staff and I could give it to you, yeah. I am not worthy to hold such things. Oh, then... Cousin Janky, you you take it, you take it. I'm 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 not I'm not blessed with any kind of thing like that. Me neither. <laughs> so I we I can't we can't take it if we don't. And Uncle Popcorn like reaches out to you and kind of like waves you closer. I get closer. And he you, you see him like put his two clawed hands on your shoulder, and like not forcing you to your knees, but kind of like get eye level with yeah, him. Yeah, I do. I get to my knees. I don't know what Mama Frizz saw in you. And frankly, I don't agree with her decisions about you. Mm. But I do, I am now witnessing what you could do for us. And he like points towards the gourd. I can tell that it has helped you in your travels. Oh. Mama Frizz would not have given that away lightly. Yeah. As I see it on your waist, it's fitting. I, I don't, I, I can't take any, I, I was just gonna get this gourd to, Someone worthy, and then I, I I can't take this dab. I was just keeping it safe. You feel a strong paw just slap you upside the head. Oh. <laughs> Why? Um, when does that? I'm gonna take one step forward and like a hand on my axe. Oh, uh-huh. oh, okay. It's more of it, the slap was definitely shut up and listen to me. Kind of <laughs> slap. I don't care. Right, 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 right. That makes sense. You. Do not choose to be worthy. You become worthy. But. And Mama Frizz saw your worthiness that the rest of us could not. But, but, Bakon, look, I'm grateful, but I'm just like a, like a, I don't know, like. I'm not one of you guys. I just, I'm a, 
I'm a dwarf. No matter how much I want to be one of you guys, I don't think it'll happen in this life, and I can't take it because I'm not one of Kundata people, yeah? Is this still in Draconic? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Kundas is not just our god. Every creature goes through his doors to be judged. Amen. <laughs> Why he chose, which I am seeing now, a dwarf, is beyond my comprehension. But Mama Frizz saw it. And who am I to go against the wishes of our shaman. Um. <laughs> because you hold that gourd, you are now our shaman. I can't handle this. <laughs> uh, he scratches his head again and then he sits down next to Uncle Popcorn. He's like, uh, he looks to Cousin Jinky, and he goes, are you sure he's okay? <laughs> and he, you kind of see him like side-eye uh, Uncle Popcorn. He just gives like a little shrug, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm fine. My mind is still clear. It's just my body is wearing out. I don't know. You were a little crazy when you had all that moonshine. He smiles. Do you have some here? Uh, no, but we can make them. <laughs> and he begins coughing hard. Buja puts his arm around him. Yeah. He, he goes to lay down again. And he's like, Boudreaux, again, I don't know why. But you were here, you were brought to us by Kundas. Yeah, maybe. There's some mission he has for you. What? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But the sooner you accept his will, the sooner he can bless you. With his strength. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> Boudreaux, you've said that it doesn't matter what our bodies are. It's what our spirit that goes on. Yeah. No, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. Then why does it matter that you are not a lizard folk? So, hold on. Is that in Draconic? Yes. <laughs> so I'm waiting for like a good opening, but there's like no good opening. I know, poor poor Roscoe and Lila Groth are just sitting there. And Fenrir. And and oh, I've been watching the cages and Joanna. watching how rowdy they're getting. I gotcha. I'm sitting at the back now just playing with my my dagger, just throwing uh -huh. it at the wall and then watching it disappear. <laughs> Look what I can do, Fenrir. So are you guys in the cage? Yeah, uh, I'd say I'm in the cage at least. Okay. Yeah, Boudreaux's at in. least in the cage. I'm probably in the doorway. Okay, at this point, I probably would have moved close to Henley okay. and whispered and be like, can you translate for me? Fenrir! Okay, didn't know you were behind me. Um, I can later. I don't want to miss anything, and Draconic is, um... I don't, I don't want to eavesdrop and miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's tricky to... Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I get it. Hello. <laughs> Cries a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I get Hello, it. by the way. I'll leave. <laughs> okay. And I'll well, go back. I'll just... After that, I'll just go hang out by Roscoe and just watch him throw the dagger. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, Henley, uh... I think I need to take popcorn somewhere better to rest. Willow, do you have anywhere better? I got the little little room upstairs. Is that okay? That that's fine. I mean, he he looks in bad shape. We could look him over and see if we could help him any anyhow. That would really appreciate that. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, would, we did have to carry him down here, so we... <laughs> oh, I got him. Okay, roll me a strength check. Oh, shoot. I'm being gentle, If though. he goes to drop him, Henley will... Okay, and Jackie's there to help you, too, so roll at advantage. Okay. Because it's pretty much carrying dead weight right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dead weight. Shut up. Oh, oh. why did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong me? with you? Uh, I don't know. Facts are facts. <laughs> <laughs> accept him, accept him. I got a 16. Okay. It's, it, you guys move pretty pretty well, trying to help him scoot up the ramp and everything. Takes a long while, because of course he's taking little little steps and everything, but you get him up to that room. Roscoe. So obviously we don't know the conversation, but are we at least enlightened as to what's now happening? Hanley will come or over. Or do we just see you don't. guys hauling an almost <laughs> dead body up the stairs? Would you guys stop it? He said almost. <laughs> he said almost. He ain't dead yet. They're just spitting facts. It's okay. I will, Henley will walk over to you guys. Okay, um, you want me to explain what's going on? Yeah, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be great. Um, so that's Boudreaux's family, Uncle Popcorn and Cousin Janky. And um, they've accepted Boudreaux as their shaman, but... Boudreaux still is having a difficult time believing that he has that potential. And they told us a lot of things about the goblins, that they're stealing druids. So what? And they captured Boudreaux's family so because they believed that they held the secrets of animal transformation and those druidic abilities how did they get from there to here their tunnels underground i believe he said dark elves or um ground elves sorry the translation's a little off i believe he meant drow okay so are you, did the drow dark ground elf creatures and the goblins bring the family here? No. Um, a, another druid, Posh. Boudreaux knows Posh. And so did the weird group with the black wagon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talked about her a little, a little bit. And she rescued them. From they fell down a cavern, and the goblins just decided to leave them. And Posh rescued them, and then pointed them to go find Boudreaux at the Hollow. Wait, they know where Posh is? No, How? but Posh was here not too long ago. And she like starts pushing herself towards Boudreaux. She's like, Boudreaux, they know where Posh is? Uh, no. Uh, she did help them escape the goblin. Well, then they would know where she's near. And she, like, looks towards the goblins. They're not the goblins. <laughs> what? The, the lizard folk. Where is she? Where's Posh? Where is Posh? Hey, at hey, at, hey, at hey. this point, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk up behind Selenor uh-huh. and kind of just put my arm probably about elbow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and say... Give him a step. Let him get situated. We're going to be here for a minute. We'll have this conversation. But he looks, I don't know what more he can tell you right now because he looks like he's about mm-hmm. to pass out. So let's let him get some rest. We'll do what we're here to do and gather that information on our way back to Ivan. When he stops, when Roscoe stops her, we go, we continue. Right. And she stops. And Hanley speaks. I directly asked them if they knew where Posh was, and they said they did not. Well, if we can get in the general location, we, we can find her. It's very important we find her. But Why is it so important that you find Posh? Because she's... You can kind of see her. She's getting a little emotional, and she's just like, she's pretty much raised us. And I, I used to be part of Godfrey's group, before I joined Ivan. And Posh 
kind of, she adopted most of us. We were all kind of orphans, living me, Godfrey. I'm trying to remember the other people's names. <laughs> there was a raven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Pauline. Or she would know her as Raven. Like we grew up together and Posh was kind of our mother. She took care of us. So she means a lot to us. And since Ivan's, you know, good friends with Pauline, it's kind of important to him too. Good friends. They're they're a couple. Why'd they separate? To look for Ivan, or look to, for Posh. Hmm. And with Ivan's job and everything, it's always got to keep moving. Fair enough. Well, let's get what we need to do done here, and we can regroup with Ivan, talk to him, see what we can figure out on our way out from these guys, and maybe, you know, you guys help us up there. We might be able to help with with Posh. We'll see kind of where things are, but we'll we'll gather what information we can for you for sure. Okay. I, I can be a little more patient. While this is all going on, I'm back by Joanna, like asking her how she's doing, mm. what she's been up to, how she's feeling. Yeah, and you could, she starts filling you in a little bit on like Fender's little side quest thing that she they ran in, they were... Sleeping, and she's been, side note, she's been limping this whole time. <gasps> and she tells you that she rolled her ankle because they got attacked by a creature, and then they flew up, and Finner, I guess, ran into some other, some other creature thing, and he saved her, and then came and found me, and yeah, my ankle really hurts. <laughs> uh, no, Miss Joanna, uh- while they're getting everything situated here, let's let's take a look at your ankle. Okay. So she uh, shows your ankle. It's pretty swollen. No, but oh, he's busy. Henley. Yes. Can, can you come over here for a minute, sugar? Of course. What's going on? Um. Well, Mister Anna here said that she hurt herself on her adventure and went uh, Fenny over here, and uh, I I'm no good with this type of stuff and. Being a ranger, I thought maybe you might be able to help a little bit. Oh, I can take a look, for sure. Um, I examine the ankle. Okay. Go ahead and make a medicine check. That's a 16. Okay. You can tell that this happened like a day or two ago. So it's still kind of a little purple, but it's starting to get more of that icky green. Yeah, so it's purple. on the mend. It's on the mend, but it's still super sore. Um, it looks like a pretty nasty roll, twisted ankle. Um, I feel around for any broken bones gently. Yeah, no broken bones. Okay. Um, no broken bones, so that's good. Um, I'm going to wrap it. It's oh. going to hurt. Okay. And then I'm going to use cure wounds and hopefully just heal some of the the skin and the abrasion. And so I cast cure wounds, heal it a little bit, and then I wrap it just so it can hold it so it doesn't move and give it some compression too so that the blood, it doesn't swell as much. Gotcha. It seems as you do the cure wounds, you can definitely tell the swelling is going down quite, quite a bit. And you can just see the relief on her face of like, oh, that feels a lot better. And then I wrap it real, like, pretty mm-hmm. tight. Okay. Perfect. There, that should uh, help. Thank you. Thank you so much. Fender yeah. kind of hangs his head and is like, I should have done that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Shame. <laughs> so we get up to Uncle Popcorn. You're getting him all situated in the bed. And after you get him kind of comfortable, he, like, just goes out. Zonk. Doesn't die. He's just he's just asleep. <laughs> Please tell me he snores. <laughs> yeah, he, he snores. Yeah. <laughs> that's one way you know he's still alive. That's how we keep it, still gets, alive. When it gets quiet, that's when everybody panics, and then they hear him snoring. Okay, Grandpa. Yeah, they go. He goes. <laughs> I think he, everybody snores almost. That's how we keep the boars away. 
<laughs> and the gator. Monty. Monty. Nah. Monty. That's how he finds us. <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. I think that's where we're going to end it tonight. Thank you guys so much for listening. Special thanks to D.A. Nichols for writing our songs and music for this podcast. And also a special thanks to Realmwalker, freesound.org, and Monument Studios for additional music and sound effects. I am DM Dave, and to the right I have... Fenrir, Roscoe, Lila Garatha, Boudreaux, and Henley. And join us next time as we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye.